Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're doing pretty good on this Monday morning. Just trying to get everything set up. I had to actually take my wind chimes down this morning because the wind is blowing so bad. It was, you guys would have been listening to that all all during the show. Anyways, on that, welcome to Break the Cycle with DST. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you who's been through a tough time and developed some tips and techniques that I share with you. Basically, try to give you give you a glimpse of hope that there is a better future out there. And if you have kids, to help you rebuild the relationship you have with them. Remember, only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. So be careful throwing around terms because that will get you in trouble. Don't sacrifice your credibility just on the off chance you might be able to land a blow on the X. Make all your stuff strategic so that every time you do something, you have it well thought out for maximum effect for you and it doesn't actually hurt your your progress. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do that by becoming a channel member. Go over to youtube.com slash dad's surviving divorce. Look for the join button. And when you join, you get special badges, custom emojis, name listed in the credits, access to member only events and access to the member only discord. I had someone ask me the other day, for notifications type stuff. You have to turn on notify, uh, subscribe to the channel, uh, turn on all notifications and make sure notifications are on your phone. If you do that, then you should, YouTube should send you emails and you should get notifications on your mobile device as well. If you don't, you might not get notification. If you wanna get notified when the show goes live, Text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And if you want to participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483 or 1-424-DSD-LIVE. All right. How are you guys doing today? Let's see. Should I use the border or not? Tell me in the comments below. So one other thing about... The, the membership thing, the only way I can notify you guys is through notifications through YouTube. It doesn't give me access to your email. And I can't find a, a good way to uh, to data mine, you know, like your email or anything like that. So so the, the way I do that is I, I do the community tab notifications and I do, I do notifications on Discord because Discord will actually interface with YouTube so it'll share those permissions so that, uh, so that you'll get notified. Well, I'm fully expecting for the rest of this year that uh, we're going to be dealing with smaller crowds just because of the holidays and everything and the weather changes and, and all that kind of good stuff like I was just talking about a minute ago. I mean... My damn wind chimes are, it's dark out, obviously, and the wind is blowing pretty good today. I live in a place where it blows quite a bit. <laughs> this is nice, Tim. It was the week before Christmas and all across the internet, Dwayne is on and we are healing. 
Thanks, man. Hey, I'm trying to give you guys a little, little glimpse of uh, glimpse of the future, of things being better. Hey, speaking of that, I do wanted to, to mention something, and it's kind of uh, kind of an interesting thing that I'm going through. And <clears throat> excuse me. What I'm talking about is whenever you get stuck in a mode to where you're constantly I'm trying to think of how to how to bring this up. Um, I guess bottom line is I had an opportunity to do something to speed some things along and, and reduce some stress and take some stress out of my life. But one of the things I've noticed throughout the past is that whenever you're stuck in a mode where, you know, like you're in that fight or flight mode constantly, or you're constantly under anxiety, you're constantly worried about things. If it, once you get it resolved, those emotions don't just stop. It's like, it's like they hang on to you for, for a little bit. Or sometimes a little bit longer than a little bit. One of, one of the ways, or one of the things I noticed multiple times through my experience with this in the last nine years is that when I hit a milestone where I'm like, all right, cool, things are better. I would have that initial, that initial, that initial high, that initial excitement. But it, but what I would find is that residual feeling of angst would stay with me. And what you have to be careful of is that when you're in that mode that you don't find comfort in, in that chaos that you, one, find another situation to fill that void in a negative way, or you just, that's the, the thing. You either find something just as bad to fill it, you take the situation and you make it trying to think, um, you know, like with your, your ex, it's like you, you create more drama to put the drama back. And it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, if you, if you kind of keep your space in that mind space, there's the risk is, is that you'll do, you know, that you'll do something that your subconscious will be pushing you to, to, uh, I guess go down that route and it'll just, Created, I man, I, I don't know how many times I would get stuck into that, and it, and I, let me back. I guess okay, so I'm talking kind of in circles. So let me let me just what I mean is like even for me, and and part of this was because initially the ex would constantly find new new and unique ways to uh, create drama, and what would end up happening is I'd think I would get, I'd make them, I'd make a, I'd make a leap forward and I'd feel good. And then she would do something and it would crashing back. And then it got to the point that whenever she finally ran out of things, you know, when her, she, her quiver was empty, she had launched all arrows. They, uh, and she wasn't able to really do much. I was still like, okay, when's the next hammer? You know, when, when's the next shoe going to drop? What, what's going to happen next? Well, you know, something's going to happen. It always happens. Something's going to happen. And it's just, I just want you guys to, the, the point of this is just to be aware of it 
And if you find yourself doing it, just say, okay, you know, this is normal. It sucks, but it's normal. It takes a while to adapt to the new, to the new normal and just give yourself some time and recognize it. A lot of the things, well, let me just do this real quick. Thank you so much for the super chat, Tiffany. It says, uh, hit that, uh, hit that like button. Patience and positive attitudes will get you through. I went on that. I mean, if you're watching this in the replay, you guys should check out the uh, conversation we had on Saturday because it was, uh, uh, iTumblers had called in and we pretty much spent the entire show talking with him and a lot of good nuggets of information and a lot of good perspective. I, I enjoyed that conversation. And that was just so you know, I did a weird out of cycle Saturday show because my internet was broken on Friday. So I just felt like I had to do a show. So I did one. So but thank you so much, Tiffany. I appreciate that. All right. Anyways, the, the last part of that, what I was trying to say is, is that just be, be aware of it. So if you find yourself kind of like anxious because you're kind of moving into this new phase, just give yourself some time to acclimate and, uh, It'll all be, it will all be good. All right. I do have a caller. Uh, I'm going to just make sure I got my stuff set up and try to go to that right now. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Good. This is Camila uh, Genevieve. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I haven't I haven't uh, seen you on in a while. Welcome to uh, well. Thanks for calling in. How are uh, What do you want to talk about this morning? Hello. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I've been um, pretty busy with things, but I always love coming back to your channel and getting more insight and whatnot. Um, so I have already gone through the divorce process a while back and all that. Um, but I had come from a um, an abusive. Uh, household my mom was very abusive and um unfortunately i cannot have a relationship with my dad because of that because he doesn't really stand up to her and he's a really good guy like he's an amazing person but anyways I, my ex-husband uh he i have no contact with him at all or anything like that but because my mom is abusive i kind of cut ties with family a while back well um, about a year ago, I reconnected with my brother, and it's been great since. And he he really values my boundaries with oh, with good. my mother, so he doesn't share any personal you know details as far as like where we live or what's going on in our life with her. My only thing that I'm a little um, taken back about is you know why he still has contact with my ex husband when he knows he was abusive to um, my son. So he doesn't have any parental rights anymore because of that. Um, but I, I just, you know, my brother, I'm really close with him and I care a lot about, you know, his perspective and, and whatnot. But also I'm just kind of um, wondering, you know, I don't think he's a flying monkey. I think he's he's like a really trustworthy guy, but I'm also kind of perplexed as far as, you know, why he still has him on Facebook and why they still, you know, are in contact with each other. You're talking about your and brother, I was wondering, your, you know, your brother, like, right? Yes, my brother. 
yes, my brother. And I was just wondering, you know, is that a red flag or, you know, I really want to stay in contact with my brother and, you know, facilitate that, that relationship still. Um, but it does, it does trouble me, but I also don't want to ask him to unfriend him because I want it to be a genuinely, a genuine thing that he would like to do. Well, the thing, keep in mind that a lot of, I mean, even though he's your brother, right? I mean, and, and with that being the case, you would assume that he would have the same experience as you do, right? From the family and, and, and in potential or potentially have similar perspectives. But if he's not ready to see, see through everything yet, he may not be, you know, he may not put two and two together, so to speak. So I, the, the main thing is, I mean, with your concern, I mean, is it a red flag? Maybe the, the real thing is, as I would say, look at your, the rea- the, look at what your brother says and what he does, right? I mean, you said at the beginning of the call that, that he does respect your boundaries, that you guys have good communications, that as far as you know, he hasn't violated your trust. That's, uh, that's, um, I mean, that's, those are good signs. I mean, if it's, if it's really bothering you, then you probably really should have a conversation with him and just say, Hey, you know, um, I'm just kind of confused. Um, you know, I mean, I'm assuming you've talked to him a little bit about your, you know, what you've done with your ex and, and how you've set boundaries with your mom. So he understands that you're trying to do things to purge toxic stuff out of your life and have that. I'm I'm assuming you've had that conversation, right? Yes, I have. Okay. Then I would just, I mean, I don't see a problem with sitting down with them or on the phone or, you know, however you guys do it, have a conversation with your brother and just say, Hey, you know, you know, I'm doing all these things. I'm putting up boundaries. I'm keeping people out of my life. You know, obviously my ex who's not involved in anything anymore, uh, is, you know, I obviously have him blocked and, and I don't want any communication, but I find it perplexing that, excuse me, that you, um, are still friends with them on Facebook and you still talk to him. And can you just, you know, I mean, why do you do that? I mean, maybe there's a reason, maybe he's, you know, I mean, here's the thing. You need to be prepared that if he, he could say something that's messed up, maybe he'll say, well, you know, he's my, you know, he was my brother-in-law and, and, you know, he does have a, you know, maybe he has some empathy for, for your ex Maybe not for who your ex is, but maybe your brother is just putting on it. If he was, you know, using his thought process on how he would feel and maybe it's just compassion. But the thing is, is if you don't talk to your brother and let him know how it is affecting you, then, you know, you, you're, you're not letting, you're not, you're not giving him the opportunity to see it from your perspective. You know, now there could be, okay. some, there could be some risks, right? I mean, like, like maybe, you know, may, hypothetically, just hypothetically, he could come up to you, he could come back to you and say, well, I think what you're doing is wrong. And I think that, uh, he, he should have the ability to see you guys do have kids. You said he doesn't have any parental rights or he's not involved legally anymore. Right. With the kids. Correct. Yeah. So it, right. yeah, it, I mean, it, it could be that he's, he, he may not agree with you. And you got to be prepared for that, right? I mean, so if you say something, he goes, well, hey, you know what? We're being honest and, and I don't agree with you. Then you just have to say, look, I mean, you'd have, to, you'd have to in your mind not be blindsided by that, but then be able to have the conversation. Look, I understand, but here's the deal. I've tried all these things. It's a complete crap show. 
I'm really trying to stabilize my life and try to get it back. And these are the things I've done to try to do that. And, uh, but I mean, it, the, ultimately, if it's bothering you, you need to have a conversation with him. So at least he understands your perspective. But like I said, remember, it might not be in a vacuum. So he might share his own perspective that could differ. Or what could happen is he could go, oh, crap, I didn't realize it. Didn't even think about it. I just wasn't, you know, I don't like to block people because it seems weird and I wasn't going to do it. I didn't even think about how it would affect anything, but now I know I'll do it, right? The thing is, if, if, if you're expecting someone, if you're expecting someone to do something you want to do, but you don't tell them how it's affecting you or, or that you would like them to do it, most people aren't mind readers. We'd love them to be, right? We would love them to be able to see it and go, you know, what the hell? I mean, I had this, to be honest, I had a similar thing. My brother stayed friends on Facebook with my ex. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and uh, I've actually since pretty much severed ties with my brother. Not because of that. It was because of a conversation we had years ago where he's like, I was going to bring the kid. Anyways, whatever. I'll, I'll talk to that after the call. But I'm just saying, you know, bottom to get back to my point, my point is, is that you can't expect your brother to read your mind and know what you want to do. And, you know, if somebody's on the exact same page and they do what you want, that's fine. But otherwise, you you need to have communications with them. You need to talk with them and have them okay. understand your perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's all the advice. And I am all about open communication, ironically. I know, except for this, <laughs> except for this, but, um, and, you know, other things here and there. I just am trying to find the where the line is of me um, trying to make him, I don't want him to feel guilty or obligated or feel like I'm forcing his hand, you know? No, but I, I do. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. To, to express, you know, how I feel too. So yeah. finding a good yeah. line. That's where it's at. Yeah. And, I, and, yeah. and see, and that's yeah. the thing, that's the decision you have to make. It's like, is it bothering you enough to communicate with it or do you let it go and say, I don't care. Right. It's like, you know, you, you're, I mean, obviously, if you're worried or you have some inclination that that he might share information, then you probably would hold hold back some info from your brother because of that. But um, it's just that's your that's your main options. You either have to basically let it go to where it doesn't bother you anymore, which that's not an easy space to get to. You know, I mean, it's taken me a long time to get to that point. Uh, or you have a conversation with your brother to get his perspective on it or to to try to let him under know, understand yours and to get his perspective. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'll do that. I'll do that then. Cause, oh. um, that's all in advice. And I think it'll be open communication is always a better thing anyway. So yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right. Um, thank you for your insight. I appreciate that. Dwayne. Yeah. Thanks. It was good hearing from you too. It's, uh, um, I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that name in the comments in a while. <clears throat> it's weird how people kind of, they, they, they come in and then they come, they go, and then they come back. But thank you for calling. Appreciate that. Let's see here. I see some, uh, oh, it scrolled up. Maconia says, uh, guys, I want to share with you, uh, and I'll put it on the screen, an amazing live stream with Dr. Romani on Medic Circle. I think that's her channel or one of the, no, that's in that, well, whatever. I just watched last night. What was the topic about? So, yeah, I got to start working on some more more guests. You guys got to keep in mind, my channel's small. So some of these people that are gigantic, 
you know, unless they somehow have a, have a, uh, reason they like what I do, the, it's going to be really tough to get people to, uh, to do that. So, uh, not that I won't try. Uh, I have tried with some others and I think I may have tried with Romani. I'll have to double check to see if that email went out, but, uh, you know, it's all, uh, <laughs> they, their time's busy and sometimes they look at it and go, Oh, you know, that's a small channel. Uh, love to, I mean, that's kind of, well, I won't go in it. There's a couple other people who've that, who've done that. They, well, I haven't directly, they haven't directly done that, but it's been, uh, been out, but kind of a, a thing. All right. And says the title was narcissistic trauma and the marginalized communities, the link and coping strategies, amazing hour and a half interview and with another doctor. Cool. I'll have to, I'll have to put that on my list to check it out. All right. Let me, uh, move some things around. Speaking of guests, I do have, uh, uh, I set up that, that attorney that was on the show the other, not on the show, but in the comments the other day, I had a really good conversation with her on Saturday after the member only event and uh, our 30 minute scheduled conversation lasted for almost two hours and, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty good. I'm going to have her on in a, in a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, best interest factors in California, documentation, and uh, probably the reasons that you can modify a court order. So, because she was saying that a lot of people have uh, have um, a problem understanding what it is, like they'll want more time. And they'll come in and say, I want to see my kid more. And it's like, okay, well, you have a court order. You can go back when there's uh, uh, a significant change. And she said there's a lot of things that do fall into that category that you don't think about. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to that conversation. I think that's going to be on the 29th. That's whenever we can schedule her on. So anyways. Oh, Miami, babe. I'm going to grab this one because this, whoops, I'm not a live, I don't have a live caller. Uh, Miami, babe says, uh, have you had the experience that when your kids come to the, come to you the first few days, they total are, are let me try that again. They act totally armed against you or Debbie. And how did you deal with that? <laughs> yes, I did. Hold on a second. I'm going to see if I can pull this up. Uh, let's see. Hard. And I call that, let's see if this pulls up. I have a few videos on that. If you do, um, let me scroll back up. If you do a search, let me pull that off the screen so you guys can see it. And that did not work. So let me do it this way. Groundhog Day. Look at my old videos, which have not a lot of views that talk about that. Part of it is deprogramming your kids. Uh, but, but here's the thing. It is very common for your kids or for your, your significant other's children to go through what I call this Groundhog Day effect 
when they come back. And it does. It feels exactly as if they are little minions. I'll bring your comma back up. Little minions. Or even worse, sometimes it even feels like the ex is right there in your house. And, you're, and the kids end up being surrogates. The way I dealt with that is I gave the kids, within reason, a transition period of at least a day. And typically keep in mind that my, my time change was at 6 o'clock. So the kids would come over at 6 p.m. or I would pick them up from school after school, so, so which would technically be about the same time, eh, a little bit earlier when I got off work. They would stay at after programs and stuff like that. And I did experience a lot of that. They would be argumentative. They would be stressed. And if I tried to lay down, you know, lay down the law, so to speak, or say, you know, hey, I don't, you know, you're not going to act like that. We're not going to be like that. However, you want to basically say that. The reality is, is it, uh, if you, if you pick that battle to fight, my personal experience was this. The next, if it was, if it was in the middle of the week, my, my original timeshare was two, two, five, two, two, five. Yeah. Two, two, five, I think. So anyways, mom always got Monday, Tuesday, I always got Wednesday, Thursday. And then we had the, uh, three day weekend or not three day weekend, but then the alternating weekends which is 50-50. If I did that on, a, on one of the periods of time when it was the two days, those two days would be completely shot. And maybe the last day on the morning, everything would be back to normal. On the weekend thing, it would basically take till Friday, maybe into Saturday for things to start calming down. However, when I backed off, and, and gave everyone some transition time to reacclimate. Typically, by the end of that first night, things were back to normal. And after doing that for a while, what happened, at least in my situation, is that they would just walk in the door and it would be fine. Now, I'll say this. Yesterday was a bit of a groundhog day. Kids came back last night at 6. Just so you know, we switched custody around. We agreed to, without going to court, we're doing week on, week off. So technically, our, our court order says visitation is you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and every other thing. That's what's written in right now. But we agreed. There's a risk to that, but I'm not going to spend money to change it. And to be perfectly honest, if the ex blows a gasket and says, I don't like this schedule anymore, I want to go back to the other one, I don't care. Whatever. I'm not going to fight on it. Realistically, my, my kids want this schedule, so I, I doubt she'd be hard-pressed to, to do that. But I digress. Yesterday, they came in. They were in a bad mood. And it took me a little bit to realize what happened. And what happened is, is about 30 minutes before they came over, I texted my youngest and I said, hey, are you guys going to be running late? And she's like, what do you mean? You know, we don't come over until 6. I'm like, well, yeah, I know, but you guys are always late. I'm just curious. I'm just trying to get my timing right. Um, are you going to be late? 
And I wish I wouldn't have done it. Right. And that, I mean, I was doing it cause I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, if, if they're, I don't care, right. If they're 10 minutes, 20 minutes, hell, even 30 minutes late, it gets a little annoying if they don't tell me. Right. I mean, if it's like when it turns into 30 to 40 minutes late, it'd be nice to, you know, come on, throw me a bone and let me know what's going on. But they were here at uh, 5.59 and everybody was in a bad mood. And I was like, what? One, I'm like, wow, you know, okay. And then, I mean, come to find out, it turned into a big shit show over there. And uh, they started yelling at, 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 uh, at, their, at my oldest because he transitions with, with his youngest. Anyways, and he, uh, you know, so they were saying they were, you know, I mean, basically laying blame, you know, throwing shame around or whatever. I'm like, look, I didn't care. And I'm going to have a conversation with them later today about it and say, look, I was just asking just to, you know, understand the timing, you know, and uh, that, so, so, I mean, it's like the, the thing is, is that keep in mind that most of the time, anything that the ex can do to rile and stress the kids up before they walk through your door is going to more than likely happen. And I shouldn't, uh, I, 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 here's the crazy part. Had I not said anything, I guarantee you they, well, I won't guarantee you, but I would, would would have been, there's probably a 70% chance that there's no way in hell they would have been here a minute early. But because I said that, I mean, they showed up. I mean, I guess that's interesting, but it's one of those things where, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really care. I mean, it's like, I'm not that worried about it. Now, in all honesty, I will say this, that back in the day, I was really freaked out and I did not want to give the ex any reason to mess with me. So I did try to make sure that the the kids were back home on time and I still try to do it. It gets frustrating. It's like if the transition's at six, I want to do it. But it's like, I'm not, I I don't care that much. Okay, so I have a, I didn't see this pop up. So I'm going to grab another caller as soon as I, Get my buttons all right. Basically says the topic is, how do you handle uh, an angry child? Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, uh, everything you're talking about is exactly what I've been going through. Um, yeah. My ex is late and um, I was in a great mood. I didn't need react to it i think that was his attempt was to drop her off five hours late just leave me startled and i just know i'm gonna have a good time with my daughter and we had a wonderful time laughing she was laughing so hard and then the next morning um she wakes up um, we're you know okay there's a little oddness in the air not quite like we had last night and then in the afternoon everything's fine then she goes to the bathroom she comes out of the restroom and she is bawling. I'm just, sweetie, what's going on? What happened? And now she's telling me, I am scared to be here. I don't want to be here. And then she gets her shoes on and she runs out the door. I had to call the police. And um, they helped me find her. And I, then her dad shows up. And I hit the record on my phone because it was in my hand. I don't know if I could use it in court. But he was telling her next time you need to tell the police i have the exact quotes on the recording i can't remember it at hand but i'm so thankful i hit record so i can know everything 
but is basically telling her, you need to tell the police next time so that way it's on recording. Okay, you understand me, sweetie? You understand what daddy's telling you? And I did not let her take her. I still had two hours of my time with her. And then she's crying and he's saying, um, let me take her. You're just going to keep her here? It's just two hours. You're so horrible. How did I just stay calm and I want my time with her. I know it's going to be bad, but I want my time with her. No, it's good. um, I mean, it's not good that you're going through this, but you're you're, good job for you. Yes. I I thank your channel for helping me. Okay. How do you handle these situations? And uh, so she came back into the home for the next two hours, refused to speak to me. And how do you handle your child who's, making up lies she's saying i'm having seizures and this is terrifying her this i have doctor reports saying no epilepsy i've gone through these tests these are lies and she keeps saying but mom you're telling me this is not true and that scares me more what what do you do when these are complete lies yeah i think what you do is on that you would just be calm like you say you're doing which is outstanding and you say look sweetie You know, everyone said this to make sure that this isn't true. I went to double check. I went to a a doctor or neurologist and, and they looked at everything and, and I've got a clean bill of health. You know, I mean, and if you have a letter, I would just say, Hey, look, and here's, here's a copy of the letter. You know, I mean, I, I understand your concern. I have done that and it still does not work. Well, keep keep in mind, here's the, here's the thing. And what you were talking about is, is very similar and there's the other side to this and I've seen the same thing too. And I did, and I don't normally talk about it, but, but on those transition days, a lot of times the kids and my, even my own kids would start to feel weird, right? So you got your daughter who's been stuck right in the middle of this. Dad is, is completely, I mean, the fact that he did it right in front of you is, I mean, I'm glad you got it recorded and you know, you definitely, I mean, make sure that you legally can do that so you don't get in trouble. But, but, it doesn't surprise me with everything that's been going that you've been dealing with for the last year that your daughter would do that. I mean, so the, the, the main key point is, is that you had that period of time where she relaxed and she was back to the normal kid. And then the next day when she's sitting there and she's going, Oh crap, I got to go back to dad. Oh no, I had a good time. I'm not supposed to have a good time. And that's the mindset that they go through. To be honest, I'm really glad that you said, Hey, look, you know, yeah, it's two hours, but I mean, on the flip side, it's like, you know, um, well, it's just two hours, calm the hell down. You'll, you'll have her back in two hours. Right. I mean, it goes both ways, but they, these people never think of it that way. And you just, you know, even though it's crappy, just muscle through it and you did the right thing, right? Cause you don't want to also set the precedent that your daughter can just throw a fit to make dad happy and, uh, is going to get time reduced or whatever. I mean, stay firm and have it, have your daughter understand that whatever the rules are is what you're going to follow and it'll start to calm her down after a while. But unfortunately this pattern that you're going through, you're going to experience for a while. Right. And you did fine. I, I'm, I, I mean, you sound better too. I mean, when you've called in in the past, you were really stressed and anxious and we all could feel it, feel it in your voice and you sound like almost even empowered. So just, Stay on track yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you, you know, you know, it's going to be tough. Um, you know, document the fact that, uh, that he was five hours late. I mean, cause technically, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't push it right now because you're right in the middle of court and everything, 
but um, document it and just say, hey, look, this is the type of stuff I'm dealing with, you know, and I would have a have a, a, a note or whatever. I mean, like I would what I would do is I would make a, 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 a journal entry or a document that says on this day, this happened. You know, the child was five hours late, came over. We had a good time. The next morning she got really upset, ran out. I had to do all these things. And, you know, I observed dad saying this to her. You know, why didn't you make it up more? Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say that? So you are doing really well. I'm very proud of you for that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, that, hopefully that Thank helps. Thank you for understanding. The, it does. You're helping me understand what is her thought process. And, okay, yeah, okay, she needs to go back to dad. How? Well, think about it. I mean, she's already that. she's already been manipulated to think that you have all these problems, and she's been told that she has to be scared to be around you. So she, she knows that if she, you know, if she just had a great time and then walked in, you know, well, I don't know how you guys, use, you know, however, whenever the transition happened, she's all skipping a beat and happy. She's going to get punished, right? I mean, she's going to, she's going to get, and I don't mean punished as in like spanked or anything like that, but I mean, right. it's, there's yeah, a cost to it. So she, she knows, she knows that her dad is expecting her to say that she's scared and doesn't want to be around you, Right. I mean, and kids, okay. they're trying to adapt to it. It's not, I mean, it, it sucks. It's not right. You would expect our kids to be, to say, look, I love both you guys, knock it off. And unfortunately, that's not what they do. I mean, she's being, you're effectively, your daughter's being emotionally abused through all this as well. But, but what you're doing right now is key, right? I mean, because you're, you're not falling for the trap. You're not taking the bait and it's hard. I mean, it's hard to do, but you're doing it right. And it's, it'll take some time, you know, I, the, the, I have learned in the past six years yeah. that getting angry never even accomplishes anything. And nope. even yesterday, just stay calm. It sucks that you feel like you should get out of control, angry, mad at yeah. what's going on, but it does not do anything. Choose happiness. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you're right. He was, that whole thing of the five hour was pushing you to try to get you to freak out. To try to get to tr- mm-hmm. to get you to respond in a way to where he could say, "Well, you know, she was she was acting unhinged, and I was worried that she was having a medical episode, and and for the safety of my child, I had no choice but to but to that's that's more than likely that's exactly what he was trying to do, and and I would say probably in the past you probably fell for the trap, and that's probably exactly what he did do. Yes. Yeah. See, <laughs> good, good for you. I thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, keep the good prayers thoughts out. <laughs> no, you're doing good. Thanks for calling, man. That I, you, you got anybody who's a long time, longer time been listening to the show. That person's called in a few times and the change in just the, how her voice, how she comes across is completely different. I mean, in the, in the early part of it, it was just, you could just feel just the defeat in it. So good job for you. I'm, I'm really happy for you. So, all right, let's see what's going on. Maconia uh, says, like I said, uh, he's Disneyland narc using her own family members to testify against her, which is true if you guys hadn't heard it before. A 12-year-old daughter is stuck in the middle, and yet uh, she's in court getting benefit of doubt. Call her, you are a boss. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's it, uh, guys, you know, one of the coolest things about 
and, and you guys have seen it on this one, but normally it's not as, as apparent. And one of the coolest things about me being the host of this show is getting to see the transformation of people throughout the years where, I mean, and, and this caller really is kind of a, an, a, a prime example of a manifestation of that. I mean, that's the wrong word, but, but of that, of people coming in in complete fear and broken and, and I get to a lot of times watch them go through that. A lot of times I get to help them go through that to get to the other side to where they're empowered and they understand, you know, you, you change. Like in this particular situation, the situation hasn't changed, right? The, the ex isn't acting different. The ex is doing the exact same thing. But she has changed her perspective. And as a result of that, Things are, things are starting to change in her life. Is she going to change her ex? No. Is he ever going to change? No. But, what, but she's changing and the effect that, that she's going to, or that he has on the situation is going to change. Merge did a super chat. Uh, says, uh, did first CBT cognitive behavior therapy session today. By the way, my ex studied NLP, neuro linguistic programming for years. I think that's a technique to double up and gaslight thoughts. Anyone else? Oh yeah. If someone's, I mean, that's NLP. I mean, there's a lot of, it can be used for good, but it can also be used for not good. Thanks so much merge for the super chat on that. I appreciate it, man. If anybody else has any thoughts on that, throw that in the comments. Let's see. Uh, someone had asked if, uh, if, um, if it was Camilla was the one that just hung up. No, that was the one that was a caller before, uh, Camilla is the one with the, the brother, the narcissistic ex and narcissistic mom. And her dad is basically a people pleaser. That was that one. And then the last call we just had. Yeah, that was, that was good. I almost didn't recognize her voice, right? Because normally when she calls, um, you can there's a tone to it. Uh, oh, I got another caller, and we got time for it, so I will go to that. It's basically it says uh, handling the transition with the kid. Well, unless yeah, let me go to this one. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, this is Will. How you doing, sir? Hey, Will. How's it going, man? I wasn't sure when I saw that. I'm like, hey, that's kind of what we were just talking about. So what's going on, man? Yeah, and, uh, not much, man, not much. Um, I wanted to start with kind of uh, following up with the last caller and then some of the sentiments that you just um, said. Um, first, with a, a, a huge thank you um, to you and, and Debbie for all that you guys do. Um like many on the channel when I started kind of watching your videos and catching your show, I was in a completely uh, shattered, almost broken yeah. uh, state of mind. And, you know, throughout this process, I've been able to, just like you just said, kind of change the way I look at the situation and change the way that it affects me. Now, I'm not saying that it still doesn't affect me because it does, right. <laughs> but um, not to the same level um, that it that it used to. So, you know, first, thank you very much for, for all that you do, sir. Oh, thanks, man. No, I, and you are another example who's actually had a big transformation 
over the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad things are definitely going better. Yes, and uh, yeah, definitely. So it, it's amazing the the how uh, the universe works or whatever you want to say because it happens often where I'm thinking about something and you know I'm not able to catch your show every day because when I have the kids I can't really watch your show during that week. Yeah. Um, but then when I don't have them like this week now I can watch your show. But so I was thinking about uh, the transition times and the, the weeks when I have them from a standpoint of, you know, I started doing the transition kind of free day that you were talking about before. And that works wonders. You know, I was, I was very, you know, this is skeptical. This is how we do things. And yeah, exactly. At, at the beginning, you know, this is how we do things. This is, you know, oh, yeah. back here, we're doing this, this, this on. Yeah. And yeah, then I tried it and I realized that it worked. The issue or the the thing that I'm seeing now is, okay, so we have the transition day. It it definitely makes things a lot easier and smoother for the week. However, we don't really get into some kind of routine of, you know, not only of, of them being used to being around me, but me being used to being around them um, until like, Wednesday, maybe Thursday. The the swap day is on Sunday. Yeah, so, the the thing is, it, it, and I what I would say on that is, uh, unfortunately, that is follows exactly what I w was experiencing. It took a while for it to start to reduce, right? So you know, like like now, I mean, other than what I was talking about last night, but even with last night, within a couple hours, everything was back to normal. So, I mean, most of the time now it's when the kids walk through the door, even when I had all three of them, my middle daughter doesn't really ever come over anymore, but, uh, when she still did, it got to the point that the, everyone walked through the door and it was like, they never left. So you'll get there. It just is going to take some time, probably a few months for, uh, for everyone to acclimate and to, to, to realize they don't. It, the problem is, is it's like the kids end up having these, these conflicting loyalties. And, and that's like, well, even with the last caller, that's, that's what was happening that second day when, I mean, I knew that's exactly, I mean, my gut feeling is, is that's where I figured the story was going to go because that's typically what happens. I've heard that so many times I've experienced it myself where once the kids start, and you probably are too, that when they, when you get close to transition day, your the things, the attitudes start to change again. And, uh, it, it's just going to take a little bit of time for the kids to feel safe and comfortable with you and believe it that they start to relax. Does that make sense? And that's something that I have. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. That's something that I have seen um, that, 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 that time to where things are getting kind of back to normal once they're over here it, it is getting shorter. Yep. The, the question, or I guess the issue that I have is it's like, as soon as things are smooth and where everything is great, then it's right back over to their mom's house, you know? So, I mean, I, obviously there's no way to. What's your, Hey, Will, what's your schedule get, again? I apologize that I forget, but I, I are you week on week right. off it's or week on week off? Yeah. Sunday, Sunday. And then there's a, like a dinner, like a two hour dinner or whatever on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, like if I don't have the kids, 
then I'll go get them on Wednesday, take them out to dinner. And then she, them does she do the same thing? Does yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. Well, no wonder you're having a problem. God dang. Right in the middle of it, you have a, a, a reminder that, you know, hey, remember you hate your dad. You know, remember, you know, oh man, that sucks. I mean, I understand why you did it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, you know, you got a full week and, you know, like mixed, you know, that way it's not a, 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 a fixed time. Um, I understand why you did it, uh, but that's where your problem is because right in the middle of your time, right when everything's getting normal, boom, you're seeing the other person they're seeing, uh, you know, I mean, right. so all the bullshit and, uh, uh, not animosity, but, uh, gaslighting that she's going to do, you know, Oh, you remember, you remember your dad doesn't know how to cook or you remember your dad, you know, you know, I mean, it, whatever the little thing, I would imagine that when they come back from that, they probably are a little weird. You're having a midday, you're having a midtime. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, man. Um, I mean, but if that's written ah. into your court order, you're kind of, that's what you're going to have to deal with. And the, and the thing on it is, is just remember that then you're going to have to prepare yourself that when they come back from that dinner visit, that, uh, it might be, you know, groundhog day 2.0. So yeah, that's right. about, that's a bummer. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. And I would just All say, right. I mean, just okay. to throw, and, I, and, and see, the thing is, is I've never discussed this particular scenario. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I mean, I understand what you're trying to do and good on you for trying to do that. However, what I would say is anyone else, don't do that. Get your, get your period of time and keep the X out of it as much as possible. You know, I mean, what mine would do even on the short period of time I have it, she would constantly be trying to you know, oh, the kids forgot something. Let me bring it over. And I'm like, just leave us alone. Every time you come over, it's a reset. Are you, you know, you bring something or the kids talk to you or whatever. So, um, but that's what you're dealing with. And that and just, then that just reminds, like, I didn't even really think about this. I'm kind of with you where if they're over there at mom's house, like my oldest, she's thir she just turned 13. She's got a cell phone. Um, I don't really call or text or anything like that that mm -hmm. much. Um, because it's there, like, okay, that's your yep. time. Just, I'm not going to interfere. That's your time. You know, however, then the flip side of that, their mom, I, I guess, <laughs> told them or asked them or whatever to basically set a timer yep. every day for at 4.30 where either they are supposed to call her or she will call them every day. And I, it just hit me like, well, maybe that's some of the reason or some of the issues that I'm absolutely also is because it's like absolutely. a daily reminder yep. of. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're spot on, man. You're spot oh, on. Wow. You're doing it right. Your ex is going to continue to do that crap. Um, I, I had to also deal with that for, for a good period of time. Uh, but yeah, there, that, that right there. So at least now you understand why, why it's happening right now. If you would have been, if you would have told me I have week, I have a full week. It's just us with the kids, but their emotions are, are flipping around. And I don't understand why. And none of this other stuff you just said happened. That's a little weird, right? But now that you've filled in the blanks, it's not weird. Um, and I mean, you're kind of in a, I mean, on, like on the cell phones, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to, you can't really like give me your phone or you can't call your mom or you can't text your mom. I mean, you just, you know, you, you almost have to kind right. of lean into it and be like, oh, hey, cool. You're talking to your mom. That's cool. Hopefully everything's going okay all right, let me know when you're done or, you know, Hey, we're, we're going to do dinner in 20 minutes or, you know, whatever. Um, and it sucks. Right. I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, I had that, I mentioned that in the past. I had that with mine 
where they they would never respond to me on uh, text. And that's not exactly what you're saying. You're saying you're not bugging them, but but uh, they would walk in the door and it would be clickety clack, you know, you know, tick, 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 with the thumbs um, talking to their mom all freaking time. I finally got and doing it late at night. I mean, I'd walk in at you know eleven thirty at night, midnight. And they'd st- you know hear something going on in their room, look at it, and go like, "What are you doing? Oh no, nothing." You know, and they're texting their mom. And uh, what I ended up finally doing just during school is I just set my router uh, to have parental controls and turned it off for their IP devices and for their cell phones. I bought into the Verizon family plan or family base or whatever they called it so that I could turn the phones off, turn cellular off. And I basically, and I did it during school. I'm like, look, you need to be in bed at 10, you know, or, you know, whatever, whatever the time was. I'm like, look, so it shut off then. And that's why, I mean, I, I didn't say, I'm sure they knew, but I didn't say it was, well, because I'm sick of you freaking spending all night talking to your mom and keeping you up. And now it's affecting our situation. I just said, look, during the school year, you know, you, you, this is it. The bedtime is this because you need to get up early to go to school. I'm not playing this. Um, but I had all, so many people tell me, oh, take their phones away, do this, do that. And it just wasn't, wasn't, uh, wasn't prudent. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, right. thanks, man, for calling. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to get another caller before we get out of here. So thank you so much for calling. Uh, we got actually two calls in the queue, so I know we won't get, get to all of them. Um, uh, Cattail said that this caller should have them call him every day at four when they're with, with her. You know, it just, it isn't worth it. It's not, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can win that, you could fight that battle and win, but it's not going to help you win the war. So I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to do, uh, says, uh, narcissistic father ran smear campaign. Hello and welcome to the show. Anybody, anybody see, this is the frustrating thing. It's like, it's the web interface and it looks like it's from India. Hello? Oh my gosh. I hear you. Yes, go. You have the floor. Oh, but then it dropped again. Oh, yeah, call the call completely dropped. Oh, darn. I was actually thought that was going to work for a second. Well, we got one other, and the topic is accusation. If it, no, I lost that caller too. Call terminated. Okay. Oh, well, we're down to a few minutes. The lines lit up, and then they all unlit. <laughs> Frustrating. Let's see. Oh, they might be calling back. And we're, we only have five minutes, so we'll try it, though. I'll wait for it to go through the call thing. But I do what I do need to do now is uh, I got a Chris. Chris, buddy, thank you so much. Super chat from Chris says, thanks, Dwayne. Awesome work and advice is always so helpful. Well, thank $20 super chat. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Definitely. So thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate that. All right. I'm going to try this one more time. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Good morning. It worked. Yay. How's it going this morning? Hey, kind of dropped me. It's it's going. How's it with you? It's going all right. So what's going on with the accusation? Well, 
it's kind of like an long story. And we don't have much time. Long story short, my husband has two kids, adopted kids with his ex-wife. And she's always tried to do something to sabotage the time with him and the yeah. boys. I mean, either because they're too young, they're six, almost six and four. Okay. Uh, either they're too young, they're, she misses them, she, they're sick, whatever the reason, reason is. Now, the, the last one that we have now, she's accusing him of molesting her biological daughter while they lived together. This accusation started in October. It was October 15th. And it came about being that she had, they used talking parent to communicate. That's the, that's court ordered, just talking parent. And she told him that he could, um, that I, me, I could pick up the kids on Thursdays because she wasn't going to be able to, the oldest one, she wasn't going to be able to pick him up from school because of her job. So on that Thursday that we start, that I was going to go pick up, being that we already had the messages of me picking him up on Thursdays, so we didn't think we should let her know, hey, she's going to pick him up. Right. I showed up at the scheduled time, walked to the car. As soon as you know, I'm taken off from the school, the school calls me to see what's going on. And I'm like, oh, well, I picked him up. You know, I had to in the office because of mom. She's like, oh, you know, that, does mom have your number? Yeah, she called me. She didn't call me. She called him and starts going off on him. And then he's like, well, you know, you, you said I had messages for her to pick him up. Then she's like, you know, what? I'm going to call the cops on her. She took my son without me letting her. He said, you know what? Go ahead. We have the messages where you said for her to pick him up on Thursdays. Do what you got to do. Right. They hang up. She starts texting him. Well, when you lived with me, I just found out a few weeks ago, which it was October 15th. And prior to that, a few weeks before that, she had found out through her 16-year-old daughter that when he lived there, um, he had, she woke up to him touching her inappropriately. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, yes, this is what she told me. It's like, so now you're now bringing it up. Um, we pick up the boys from her house, the oldest one from her house a couple of times a week through due to the schedule that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, when we get, when he told her, you know, after these accusations, I'm not going to be picking them up anymore, picking her up, picking up from her anymore. Right. I'm going to be picking up directly from you. I don't want to be accused of anything. I don't, I want to avoid that. Her response was until you have something in writing, you're still going to be doing it. Well, if the court order, so if the court order court, says, has, has it listed out, then you're kind of in a bind on that. Um, so yes. I'm, Okay, so what, I'm, we're running out of time. What can I? What's your quite? What, what can I help you with? Um, the thing is, what could we do? What What can he do now? Like right now, we're they after we they had court on the 18th of November. Mm -hmm. Before court, they she's accusing him now of I guess it went from touching to sexual. Um, let me ask you this. Let, let me just ask you this: abuse. Is Go it ahead. is that all just being brought up in family court, or have they started a criminal case yet? Ooh. There's a criminal case because the day before Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact, the detectives came looking for him at the house. Great. We, of course, retained an attorney. He wasn't home. Good. I was home alone. The cops came looking for him. It was two cops and a, I mean, two detectives and a cop. The, I called the family attorney. He referred us to a criminal attorney. Right. They contacted him. 
contacted the detective that was looking for him. We haven't heard anything. So it was, it was what, three weeks ago almost, almost a month ago. And we haven't heard anything back. So we don't know if she even stopped everything, seeing that severity where it's going to, or if they're just lagging on. His court, his custody was supposed to start 50-50, pending on the findings of, it was only CPS. But now that they're involved, we don't know what's going to. Right. Okay. Let me, uh, I'm going to. We're pretty much walking on a string. We don't know what's going on. I only have a few, few moments. So I'll try to, to dive into this. Okay. So, so first the thing I'm going to say is this. Don't talk to the cops unless you have your attorney with you. Because, you know, just, you, I mean, you're talking about a criminal case right now that has serious ramifications. Now, the positive side of this is most people are going to see, potentially see through it. They'll see that this is a game for, to, for leverage in family court. <clears throat> Obviously, the criminal side, they're going to have to do their, their thing. We've had a lot of people, we've had a handful of people, let me put it that way, who've been under this situation and CPS and law enforcement and even the judges start to see through it. But you need to be very careful too. I'm really sorry you guys are going through that. I mean, that would be the silver bullet. Uh, it sounds like you're talking about this. It was a stepdaughter. So, uh, you know, statue of limitations, I'm not sure what they are for, for this. For, you know, I'm not even going to say the word. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, it's very serious, right? So now it's a matter of if the, the, on the family side of it, the court order is still what you're supposed to do. So you're going to have to basically, you're going to have to have you guys and your, and your husband are going to have to coordinate with your criminal attorney and your family attorney on the best course of action forward to minimize your risk, but not add more risk um, on the kids, right? I mean, the, the hope that what she's trying to do, your, your ex or your husband's ex is to get you guys in fear enough to back off and say, oh, F this, we're done. The problem is, is now it's already started. So, you know, your best case scenario is if you get the 16-year-old to turn around and say, <clears throat> excuse me, say uh, it was out of context or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was, that, was a, that was a rough one to do it. I'm just going to grab Bronze Carter's comments. says, never, ever speak to the cops. Guys, let me, let me just throw this out here. I come from a family of law enforcement. My, my dad's a retired police officer. Actually, okay, my entire family is now retired. My brother just recently retired too. My brother was a commander with the sheriff's department. My mom was a sheriff's department a senior deputy. My dad was a detective with the police department. The one thing they all told me is don't freaking talk to the cops. Keep your mouth shut. Exercise your right rights to an attorney and don't because they will try to get you to incriminate yourself say something that they can use against you and they will be as nice you know good cop bad cop i mean so it's just it's it's uh i mean i hate to say that right i'm not trying to be paranoid or anything like that but i mean when it's serious you know they they do the miranda thing you know you have the right to an attorney anything you say and use can and will be used against you and to get you to try to, to speak, you know? So just be careful of that. Oh man, that's a, that's a bummer. I did not like ending that, ending the, 
ending the show on that note, but we are out of time and I have my, my real job I have to go to. So on that, thank you so much, everybody. Let me turn off the caller thing. I, I, uh, uh, the other, the other calls were pretty good. Um, maybe we could dive I'll, maybe I'll see if I can dive more into that tomorrow on that topic. Just start the show, just kind of finishing it up on that. So on that, uh, for all the support, I also want to say thank you to the channel members who helped make this all happen and click the button and join at the different tiers. I have like four tiers. Most people are at the lower level one, but I tell you when everybody, uh, when a bunch of people do it, $2, you know, multiplied by whatever, it helps, it helps pay for the phone lines and keep things going. And I really appreciate it. So on that, take care of yourself. Have a great day and I'll see you guys back here tomorrow.